1: Hello and welcome to our first club segment of the 2016-2017 season. Joining us is Gitto Huelin, who you can find on the Jackass, and you can read his stuff in the Cremadlin Journal. Gito, obviously, it's been a big summer for Swansea, starting with a change in ownership. Why don't you talk us through that for a little bit?
2: Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, we've had the same owners since 2002 um, when uh, they took over uh, as a consortium of supporters um, from a, a very corrupt um, Australian businessman called Tony Petty. This was when we were in the fourth tier in League 2 and on the brink of relegation to the conference. Um, the, the club was basically saved by supporters. And from then on in, it was pretty much smooth sailing, avoided relegation to the conference, um, got Turn things around financially for the club, um, got them making profits year on year, um, and got them uh, put put in a, a plan on the pitch, which got us playing the kind of football that's, um, that that we've been famous for over the last few years. And, and it's been one of really probably the big one of the great success stories of the modern uh, football in this country. If I'm honest, to take a, a club that was on its knees in the fourth division to uh, the Premier League and into European football. Once uh, it it was in in a remarkably short amount of time. Um, it was incredible. It was done without the backing of super rich um, uh, billionaires. It was done with you know local businessmen who just had a passion for the club, mostly, and a, and a few um, a few people that they dragged into it um, to to help them carry it out. Um, we've all been very very proud of our um, sustainable. Uh, form of ownership over the the last 10, 15 years. Um, Sadly, um, uh, towards the end of last season, it was revealed that um, they were looking, well, we've known for a while that they were probably looking to sell up. Um, You know, just because, and and nobody could really blame them um, because they've worked so hard over the the years, I guess. You know, it had to come to an end sometime. but um, towards the end of last season, it, be- it became um, clear that the leading um, bidders were uh, an American consortium based largely in California. Um, the two main figures were um, Steve Kaplan and Jason Levy, um, two people that none of us had ever heard of in Wales. Um, they'd um, worked together mostly in the NBA uh, and dabbled in other sports, including the MLS. Um, at the time, we didn't know much about them. And this was a continuing source of frustration that as time went on, uh, we really didn't find out much more about them. Um, the deal was finally, finally completed um, a, a few weeks ago, albeit in pretty shambolic circumstances because a press conference was uh, was called. Uh, the media was assembled there. They were kept waiting for about three hours. And then somebody came out to tell them, oh, actually – um, there is a bit of infighting behind the scenes so we're not going to be able to get you this press conference today uh, and uh, then of course everything was delayed for 24 hours made the club look amateurish uh, which has been happening a lot more often these days um, than it ever did under the old, uh, old way of running things and usually when you've Pure that the foreign investment is coming into the club. Fans generally seem to welcome it. They see there's you know a chance to bring in new players, etc. Um, you know, push the club up the table. Um, that's not really been the reaction at Swansea. Um, more than anything, it's been concern. Um, one of the main concerns is that they there has been a, re- a real breakdown in communication between the last board uh And the supporters trust which holds uh around a twenty percent stake in the club and and has a place on the board uh has done since uh, since two thousand and three um this is really worried people um they the supporters trust say that the board uh, the new owners have had very little contact with them they still don't know what their objectives are why they've bought the club uh what they plan to do with it what their um long term aim is. Uh, how they want to go about achieving that long-term aim, uh, what kind of owners they're going to be. We've still got a lot of unanswered questions, even after the uh, the press conferences and the, the carefully worded statements. Uh, a lot of people still had real concerns and still needed convincing um, about these new owners. Uh, and what's happened since then Um really hasn't helped things because the impression we get is that this long drawn out saga um, has um, really damaged our attempts to strengthen over the summer um, sadly and and really we don't know what kind of shape the club is in at the moment uh, which direction we're heading in what kind of owners the new guys are going to be we don't really think they've got tons of money I don't expect them to be um, flashing the cash anytime soon. And that's fine. We, that's not really a problem. That's not what we're about, if I'm honest. Um, the real concern is that um, so far there has been very little contact with fan groups, which is a big, big point um, here at Swansea. Um, and the lack of communication and openness Um and I think at the time when it was announced that the, club, that the last board would be selling, I don't think anybody blamed them. I mean, they've, they've achieved wonders at our club. Um, they really have. So nobody was going to blame them for finally cashing in on this incredible, magical creation that they've manufactured over the years. Um, but they did have a responsibility to sell responsibly. Um, and I don't think... what well, well, the evidence so far suggests that they haven't done that. Uh, one of the board members, John von Zweiden, um, well, was, was asked on Twitter the other day um, how, what, what he understood of how they were going. Well, their plans for the club, uh, and his response was, uh, paraphrasing only slightly here, uh, "We don't know. We just have to have faith." Um, that suggests to me that they did not have, that they didn't carry out due diligence, uh, that they didn't do their homework on these people, and that they have pretty much sold to the first people who they could sell the club to. And, you know, to to, to condense it all, really, um, we're very concerned. Yeah, that does sound very
1: concerning, especially for a club that I think most neutrals viewed as one of the better run ones in the league, if not, you know, the best, especially considering the the wages that you were working with. Obviously, this has had some impact on your players, some looking like they're on the way out, Gylfi Sigurdsson committing this staying. Some rumors of players coming in. What do you think the impact is between those? And if you wouldn't mind touching on uh, a few of those players that you're interested in bringing in and could potentially lose.
2: Well, that that's the real frustration. That's the that's the first real frustration that we've seen played out. Um, I guess for lack of a better word, at the end of last season, we there was a general feeling that we'd got a bit lucky last year. It was an extremely poor Premier League. Um, we we stayed up because there were um a, a couple of teams that were worse than us um but there's a feeling that we may not be there was a feeling that we may not be so lucky uh, in future if we didn't you know make re- really freshen up the squad um and what has happened since then is just bizarre the only two notable signings we've made uh were uh mike van der Horn, um a relatively young defender from uh, ajax um and Leroy Fair, who was on loan at the end of this last season, um, had some impressive performances, but, you know, didn't look like a world-beater by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and the players that have gone out, uh, well, we've, we've been left in a situation where we have n- no senior strikers. The the closest thing we have to that, that Andre Ayou, who played uh, as a striker a few times last season and did a, a decent job. But not to use him in that position if possible and Oliver McBurney who is a Scottish Under-21 international who's never played above League One level before Um, so those are our striking options as things stand a week and a half before the start of the Premier League Um, This, despite the fact that the the glaringly obvious main priority from last season was to get a striker Um, we we wanted more strikers, not fewer Um, we've let go of Edair um probably a bit too early, considering we sold him for five million euros, um which seemed a good price at the time, but then he scored the winner in the euros, and apparently Lille have since been receiving bids for ten and twelve million euros um so maybe we could have made a bit of extra money if we just held on a little bit longer, but I'm not going to complain about the fact that Edair is out the club um then a strange run in, Alberto Puski leaving only a couple of months after joining the club um. He was bought for quite a lot of money, about eight million. Um play played had some decent performances last season. I think most people felt he didn't get the chance that he deserved. Um but it seems as though he he wasn't happy at the club and wanted to go back to Italy. That I mean that's that's something you can't really help with. Um but then we we've allowed Buffett, Timmy Gomez to go on loan to Marseille. Uh, we're also paying around forty percent of his wages uh, while he's out in Marseille. Um it's a cause of great celebration for most fans. He's a real scapegoat. Um, but fans dislike him immensely for his attitude and his inability to stay on side. Um, but but it has left us in a situation where we have no strikers and we're not the strikers that we're being linked with largely aren't inspiring. And I, th- I think frustration has really boiled over um a couple, well, was it last week when um, Joe Allen finally signed for Stoke for £13 million? Um, Joe Allen, according to a lot of reports, uh, was very open to returning to Swansea. Um, he's got a house here, very much closer to his family. Um, he's just had an incredible Euro 2016, where he was voted among the best midfielders in the competition. Um, I thought he was hugely under, undervalued at Liverpool where he was brilliant at the second half of last season um I think he's a champions league quality midfielder who was open to coming back to Swansea and was available for thirteen million and we didn't make a serious bid um that really angered a lot of people because it showed such a lack of ambition um it was that there was it was a no lose. Signing that one because you signed him for thirty million, and in the current market, you can sell him on in years to come for much, much more than that. He's only twenty six; his best years are ahead of him. I, I felt it was a, an incredible lack of ambition, which, which saw us allow him to go to Stoke so easily. Um, we did, we didn't put up a fight, and I think Stoke have got themselves an exceptional signing. Um, we've, we've really missed out a player who could have taken us up another level. Um, since then, I mean, the names that we've been linked with, um, one, they're uninspiring and two, there never seems to be anything more than speculation, never anything which suggests that, uh, you know, we're actually going to, um, make a, a serious bid for them, uh, that we've been linked with the likes of Azul and Chadley and Llorente. But well, there are a few stories developing about Llorente now, which may suggest things are developing there but generally speaking there doesn't seem to have been any kind of plan in place for this summer uh in terms of strengthening the squad um and we face the prospect now of starting the new season with uh, a much weaker team than we ended last season with
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
1: Yeah, obviously that's not what you'd want to be hearing, you know, just 10 days out from the start of the Premier League season. In terms of outgoings, Ashley Williams being rumored to Everton, some saying it's confirmed, some saying it's not. Also, Andre Ayew to West Ham, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, as they already have five wingers, unless they want to play him up front, which they shouldn't, in my opinion. What's your view on those?
2: The Ashley Williams one is is heartbreaking if I'm honest. He's been here since 2008. Um he's captained us for m- most of his uh, Swansea City career I think by now. Um he barely misses any matches. He's uh, I think since he arrived in the Premier League no other player has made more appearances than him. Um his he he is just a tank. He is an incredible captain. I mean I mean I, I seriously I among the very very best in the league if not the best in the league he is just an inspiration and there have been so many times in the past where when things have been bad he has just raised his game and managed to raise the game of others around him um it does look likely that he's going to Everton um it's it's been widely reported by some um trustworthy journalists uh, here in Wales that he is about to uh go there um I think that's a damning indictment of um, the, the lack of ambition shown by the club. If I'm honest, if Ashley Williams feels he's better off moving to Everton, the team which finished narrowly above us last season, it, there was very little in it. Um, you know, we, we were pretty much on the same level last season. Um, the fact that you know, despite being captain for so long, despite his uh, unquestionable love for the club, he feels he's better off going to Everton. Age 20, uh, 32. Um, I think I'll speak volumes about what what state the club is in at, at the moment. Um, I mean, how, how in terms of how Ashley Williams will be viewed, he will always be viewed as an absolute legend at this club. He has contributed to some of our, our greatest ever years. Um, he's one of our all-time best players, uh, one of my all-time favourite players, uh, a real legend, a, an absolute brilliant guy to have around the club. Um, I think Everton are getting a fantastic personality. Even if Ashley Williams's best days are probably behind him, he didn't have a great season last year. Uh, that has to be said. Um, it, it was definitely his poorest season for the Swans. Um, but still, you could see his influence and his personality there. It's just something that you never want to lose from the club. Um, I was, I, I, I've, I've said in the past that I, I could see him as a, for, a future. Swan Swansea manager even um, so to see him leave is, is heartbreaking uh, on the Andre Ayew front I I rec- until very recently I didn't think it was even a possibility of him leaving because it would have seemed completely senseless from the Swans to allow him to leave when we've got rid of so many other attacking options um, but if we're willing to let Ashley Williams go um, then who's to say that we're not willing to let Andre Ayew go I think this is one of the problems when a club gets into this kind of situation. Other clubs do smell blood and think, oh, actually, we can manipulate this situation for our own benefit. Um, And I think that there is a chance that that could happen with Andre Ayew and West Ham, sadly, no. Um, I desperately hope we hold on to him. If we do sell him, I think this season looks extremely bleak for us.
1: Yeah, I did just want to bring up something about Ashley Williams. I know that his impact at the club has been massive over the years, but you've mentioned many times that uh Swansea struggled in the air last year, especially on set pieces. He's not the biggest guy. He is getting up in years. Is there even a tiny part of you that thinks maybe you could find a replacement that at least on the pitch could have a similar if not better impact?
2: As a as a footballer, by no, there are there are better defenders that we could get. I mean, I mean, the thought of James Chester going to Derby County, um, which has been rumored recently, is is atrocious. If I'm honest, he he was so badly misused by Tony Pulis at uh, at West Bromwich Albion last season. And I think at the Euros he showed what a, what a fantastic defender he is when you really invest confidence in him and and uh, and, and make him. Um, one of the main main players in your your team I I think he'd be a great addition but in terms of leadership he's no Ashley Williams and the fact is we've got a bad feeling that the coming season could be very very difficult and in those kind of situations you want leaders like Ashley Williams and that's what we're not going to be able to replace we can replace him as a footballer um, because his best years are probably behind him Um, had a poor season last year there are some good defenders available um, who would be within our price range, probably. Um, maybe even within the within the squad, if I'm honest. Um, Jordi Amat has been waiting for years for his chance to prove himself. Um, he This may be his chance to, um, to, to really make that starting spot his own, but it's just his personality and his leadership which we really feel losing. I know sometimes leadership can be overblown and captaincy. We make a bit too much of it. But in the case of Ashley Williams... It, it really does matter. It, it, it matters a heck of a lot. Um, and I'm just looking around the current squad at the moment and I'm wondering where are the leaders in terms of players who are um, likely to be starting most matches next season. We've got relatively few, I would say. Uh, and that's the main reason why Ashley Williams going to Everton is really going to hurt us. Yeah, to wrap up, I've
1: seen a lot of negative things. I have a lot of Swansea followers and I follow a fair few amount of Swansea guys and it seems very pessimistic at the moment. Is it relegation battle pessimistic or just uh disappointing compared to how well your club is usually run?
2: We've had a real boost tonight in the news that Gilfie is going to sign a, a new contract. Um the timing of that is superb because uh we've we've really been feeling low. Uh, if I'm honest over the last few weeks days whatever um the fact that Gilfie Singer's is definitely staying is a massive boost because uh, he's a player that can just score out of anything he's he's a he's a, he's such a great creative influence to have and a hard worker great you know he he's a he's a player that most teams in the premier league would love to have in their squad um so the fact that he's staying put is a big boost after just weeks and weeks of non-stop negativity um but yeah, I think if you ask most Swansea City fans at the moment, what are your expectations for the season? I think relegation battle is what we're expecting, and a more difficult one than we had last year. Uh, and last year's was was tough enough at times. Um, over you know we we've become used over the last few years to people writing the Swans off, saying you know predicting the Swans for relegation because we're a small club, um, and you know we we at the end of the season, then look back and say, ha, 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 you know, what were you thinking? But if any pundits um, predict that we're going down this season, I don't think you're going to have any Swansea City fans putting up much of an argument uh, that we're not, if I'm honest. Um, that's not to say that we all think we're doomed to relegation, but we definitely can't see anything more than a relegation fight, the way things are at the moment. Um I mean I mean in the past we've targeted top half even european football the ambition which took us to those places is long gone from this club um and and we've got to the stage where you know a lot of small clubs do over the uh, do over the um you know in the premier league where the main aim is just to stay up and everything is geared towards just staying up and if we stay up it's a success um and it's usually the start of the end uh, for most clubs, when you get into that mindset, um, it may not happen that year. It may not happen the following year, but sometime you are going to lose that Premier League status, um, and, and, and it may be now that we are turning into a Wigan, um, where you know we're just bracing ourselves for a season where seventeenth is is a big success. Um, it's sad because I do think this club is capable of much better. Um, we, but. After the summer we've had, positivities at an all-time low. Um, it's it's not been this miserable since um, we were facing relegation to the conference under Tony Petty. Um, hopefully, over, uh, over the coming days and weeks, we will see strikers coming in. We can't possibly start the season without any strikers. Um, but the morale just seems to be pretty low around the club as a whole all right well hopefully things do turn around for you that is it for today tell the folks where they can
1: reach you uh
2: yeah if you uh, want to uh, catch us at the Jackcast, we uh, had a very ranty podcast last week uh, about the way the club was being run and there will be another one up before we kick off the season against burnley um And if there are no changes, that will be equally ranty, I am sure. Uh, You can also uh, read my column in tomorrow's uh, or Wednesday's Carmarthen Journal if you are living down in South West Wales. All
1: right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Gitto, on our very first uh, club special here. I'm sure we'll speak soon.